0: Welcome to Darkness Dwells Podcast, episode 38. I am Jason White, and uh, my spidey senses are telling me that I'm not alone. (laughs) Who's out there with me? It's Michael Ryan. Oh, cool. So how are you doing? I'm good. Um,
1: Made it through the Christmas season without our cats completely destroying the house and the tree, and uh, that's always an accomplishment.
0: That's (laughs) always good, yeah.
1: (laughs) How are things Uh, with you?
0: Uh, Pretty much the same uh, We had uh, Keenan He discovered the Christmas tree this year And uh, he was obsessed with it And he almost uh, Destroyed it a few times But <laughs> He didn't <laughs> Thank God That's so cute though Yeah <laughs> He really liked the ornaments He kept pulling them off the tree We got these uh, Like the, the You know The big Christmas bulbs Uh yeah. We got the unbreakable ones Basically, they're just like little rubber balls almost, except they're not rubber, they're plastic, and they but they bounce like rubber balls, and he'd pull them off and start whipping them on the floor, and they bounce all over the place. Ugh. Cats and kids, they have yes. the same fascination. And dogs, they don't give a shit. They look at it, and they're like, hmm, there's a tree. I know, I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they made Christmas trees slash ornaments out of, if, if they squeaked. then I guess it
0: would be actually a whole different thing. Yeah, or if it ran. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh so this week we will uh we will do the usual news and and new releases and uh and then we are going to discuss our top ten favorite moments of our first year on the podcast.
1: Awesome.
0: Awesome. Alright, so before we begin though, let me tell you about our sponsor Uh, go to www.audibletrial.com slash darkness dwells to sign up for your free one month membership. It's a trial membership. And basically what you do is, uh, uh after the, f- well, the free trial membership gets you, gets you one free audiobook. And, uh, after that it's approximately $15 a month. And with that $15 you get one credit. And with that credit you get any, uh, audiobook you want. And uh so it's a really it's a really awesome uh place to uh I mean I've been listening to audiobooks for at least ten years now, I think. And uh so this place is like, you know, heaven sent <laughs> to people like me. I've been a member for a long time too. So I highly recommend their service. Um
1: And it's a book a month for fifteen dollars and you can't beat that.
0: Yeah, an audiobook at that. I mean, that's that's really cheap. We, I remember we do when the I work
1: for you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember when I first started listening to audiobooks. Uh, we didn't have anything like that just yet. I had to go to the store and uh, like to the bookstore where they were like anywhere between forty to eighty dollars depending on the size. And uh, so that that's a good. I mean, even the digital prices are pretty expensive. So that's pretty good. Um, I have a recommendation. I'm surprised I haven't recommended this one yet. I'm a little disappointed in myself. <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend The Bazaar of Bad Dreams Stories oh, yes. by Stephen King. Uh, this is narrated, it's narrated by Stephen King. And, oh, uh I doing,
1: love... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I love when Stephen King does his own uh, audio work.
0: Me too. He's a really great uh, reader. I love listening to him read his stories. You know who else is really good at reading their, their stories? Who? Neil Gaiman. He's really oh. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's also a Dylan Baker, Brooke Bloom, Hope Davis, Kathleen, uh, I can't read that, Shelfont, Santino Fontana, and Peter Friedman. And it's 19 hours and 16 minutes of unabridged audiobook. I don't think I have to read the synopsis for this one because everyone should know what it is. It's basically Stephen King's latest uh, short story collection. So uh, you've been reading this one, haven't you? Yes, I finished it the other week. Cool was it? Was it good? I keep hearing good things. You know,
1: I gave it three stars on Goodreads. Um, oh wow! And as I said in my review, it really pained me to give three stars to a Stephen King short story collection. Yeah, but uh, I thought it was kind of hit and miss. Eh. Now the hits were excellent, but you know, there were a few clunkers in there. I hate to say
0: yeah well Stephen King's usually pretty good at uh producing uh short stories he's really uh well he's a good writer no matter what but his short stories are usually almost always good
1: I've always been a fan of his of his short work now a lot of these stories in the new one um aren't even really dark fiction um which I don't think is really a negative. Some of my favorite ones in there were were some of the more mainstream stuff. I I do think that it's some of the most mature writing I've I've seen from him. So mm. it's it's a really great addition, kind of, to the lexicon. I mean, to see, you know, if you take all of his collections together to see how he's developed as a writer,
0: very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I have yet to read this one, but uh, I'm hoping to read it too. I might might just uh, get this because I really like listening to uh, short stories on audiobooks because the way they do it now is they'll chop them up by story. So you can go to any story you want basically just by clicking. And so that's always cool. Easy.
1: Yeah, that would be nice.
0: Yeah. I used All to right. do
1: it the old-fashioned way with the, with the cassettes when I was driving.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I did that, and the CDs. Then it was the CDs, yet, yeah. and uh, now, well, now we have this. When these guys first started, though, they didn't used to uh, chop up the stories by uh, short by short story. It would be uh, it would be more like uh, they would they would still do like the hour long chapters or whatever, hour to an hour and a half. But it, some most of those would break up like between stories <laughs> or in the middle of a story. So. I guess they they were still formatting to CD, but now they're more formatting towards digital, which which works better. Yeah, that
1: that sounds really good. You know, that reminds me of of when I was really young. My parents had an eight track player, and uh, oh, yeah. right in the middle of "Son of a Preacher Man," the tracks would change. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not
1: the one eight track that they had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. I, I you know I uh, I forgot about those. Uh, those eight tracks so yeah, i haven't thought I about those in a long time
1: so fucking old, they tell you <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> i'm used to i'm more used to records though like 45s and and uh and full length records we used to when i was growing up we used to have this giant stereo in the uh in the living room and it, like it was like it looked like a piece of furniture more than yeah. a stereo
1: yeah, the, the
0: big, big ones, yeah, I know. Yeah, and you'd have to open up like a big wooden lid to get yeah. to the record player. And uh, I used to always play music on that thing, everything from like the sticks to uh, to Michael Jackson. It was awesome. I loved that thing.
1: Yeah, we had one of those too, but I don't think it was ever operational then that, that I Uh-oh. remember. So it was just a piece of
0: furniture. and I <laughs> It was just there for decoration. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so how about we, uh, we move along and, uh, let's, or, uh, move on to the news and new releases. Uh, this has been kind of a busy week, despite it being the holidays, uh, especially, um, you know, in regards to people dying. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, one of the Lost Boy actors, uh, uh, he wasn't really well-known actor, but you would recognize him if you're a fan of Lost Boys. Um, Brooke McCarter, uh, he passed away, a th- uh, just a couple of days before Christmas. Apparently he was suffering from, uh from a disease, uh, a liver disease, I think it was. But, you know, anyone dying in around this time of year, is, it's terrible. And uh, we also lost uh, on uh, Boxing Day, I believe, no, it was just yesterday, uh, Lemmy Kilmister from uh, from Motorhead. I was uh, a little taken aback by that, even though I knew he was uh, suffering from a lot of uh, health problems lately. But uh, Yeah, but, that one
1: seem to surprise a lot of people, that was... It was all over
0: yesterday. I know. Uh yeah, it could just kind of happen suddenly. Um, apparently, he—it's <laughs> it, terrible. Like his birth—his birthday was on Christmas Day, and uh, the next day he learned that he had cancer—a very aggressive and, I guess, rare form of cancer. I don't know if it was rare, but it was definitely aggressive. Um, don't know how long he had it before it was diagnosed, but he died only a couple of days later from it. So that's—that's uh, that's too bad. It's almost, uh, uh,
1: the best way to go as far as I'm concerned with cancer. As
0: soon yeah. as you learn
1: you have it, you go, but, I mean, not <laughs> to make light
0: of, of you know, No, <laughs> know. But I, I totally agree because there's some people who suffer a long time before they succumb, uh, to the illness, and it would probably be best just to, uh, you know, I, people like Lemmy, I don't know if he felt too much physical pain anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh,. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he probably frayed the uh the ends of his nerves completely by you know through all the uh, alcohol baptisms and <laughs> other substances that have made it wait, made it its all way into the, his veins but yeah. but you know um it's still sad uh Motorhead is like hugely influential um but yeah that's that's really too bad uh, I was sad to hear about that regardless um There's one movie I wanted to also talk about uh, disappointments um, in regards to uh, uh, to movies within the news here, Uh, mostly because uh, the movie Bone Tomahawk it's making a lot of lists, uh, top ten lists for 2015 horror movies, and uh, you've seen this movie recently, but you didn't like it, correct? No, I really did not. That's uh, that's too bad. I really want to see this movie, uh, even even still. Um, I'm hoping to uh, to watch it soon. Uh, so so, what was it that you didn't like about it? Well,
1: what I didn't like was that uh, all of the characters were so stoic. You know, it was kind of a um, old west kind of setting, and they were just so so such strong people that they didn't feel a lot of dread about what was going on and therefore i did not feel any dread um so i thought that was kind of a a failure in the in the writing you know to make them so strong i didn't i didn't really feel that that connection um because it has been making so many lists i wonder if i should see it again maybe i was just in in the wrong state of mind you know to appreciate it but i thought it was was too slow as well and you know me. I'm a big fan of the slow burn, but uh, it just didn't resonate with me.
0: You know, I, I find uh, when movies, especially trailers, trailers tend to ruin movies for me because I get an idea of what the movie's going to be like, and then when I see it, it's completely different. And sometimes that works marvelously. Like, I'm like, oh, this isn't at all what I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, but, but a lot of the time, it's it ruins movies for me, so I have to wait and then watch it again, so maybe. Uh, I also find that people tend to build up movies too much, and this leads me to my disappointment. Um, Now, I don't hate this movie, but I really don't see why people like it so much, and that's the the new Mad Max film. Oh. Have you seen that?
1: I, I have, and I have to say I loved it.
0: Now, don't get me wrong, I don't hate this movie. I like it. I think it's very interesting and, and it's visually stunning, like beautiful, be- beautifully shot. Uh, but, you know, people are going on and on about this movie, how it's the best action movie they've ever seen. Uh, it's the best movie of 2015. I really don't think so. It's, it's not that good, I don't think.
1: See, and I, I did love it because it is, the most non-stop action movie that I've ever seen. I mean, there really was no let-up at all. Um, it was such a thrill ride. that, that yeah. That's why I liked it so much. I have to admit that I haven't seen, I think we mentioned this before, haven't seen any other Mad Max movies. So I can't compare it to anything else in the canon. But yeah. uh, but I, I like Fury Road immensely.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have... Well, I... I bought it. Like like I said, I don't hate it. I did buy it when it came out, too, on Blu-ray. Um, and I've seen it twice. Seen it once at the theater and once uh, at home. But I'm going to have to watch it again. I'm going to maybe make a marathon this weekend, this uh, <laughs> this New Year's uh, weekend. I want to watch that and, uh, I don't know, something else. But uh, I I really want to see what everyone else sees in this. I, I be feel that way
1: so often, and and I think it's what what you said. I tend to build things up in my mind that uh, reality just can't match.
0: Yeah, maybe that could be. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to bring up, and that is uh, there's a new streaming uh, horror streaming uh, channel, but it's not like a TV channel. I think this is more like a, more like a Netflix. Uh, and it's only four dollars a month right now. They don't have too many movies, but it seems like now, you know me. I'm always bitching because you brought a couple of these up to me before, like Shutter, yeah, and uh, I forget the name of the other one. Um, I think the other one you signed up to, didn't you? Um,
1: yeah, Screenbox. I I signed up for.
0: Yeah, that's it. Screenbox. Um, uh, both of those you can't get in Canada <laughs> or anywhere yeah. outside of of America, but or the United States, but this one I think you can get anywhere in the world, and that could be why they have a, a little, like, not too many choices right now. But, um, uh, yeah, so it's worldwide as far as I can. I haven't signed up for it yet. I'm not too sure if I'm going to, but uh, but I just want to put that on the table for everyone uh, to check out. It's new, and uh, I'm sure they're going to grow. So, Which one were you talking about? Uh, it, it is called The Killer Movie Channel.
1: The Killer or The Killer yeah. Movie Channel?
0: The Well, it it's The Killer Movie Channel. And uh the the website for it is www.thekillermoviechannel.com.
1: I'm working on it right now.
0: <laughs> it's uh it looks pretty cool. Like like I said though the the choices aren't that big and I think that's reflective of the fact that they're uh, they're worldwide uh, the reason why I think they're worldwide is because when you go to sign up they want your credit card and you can pre- you have to tell what country you live in and uh, and so I'm pretty sure that it is worldwide I, I could be wrong I've been wrong many times
1: you know the problem that I had with Screenbox is that they didn't have any selections either um it's a terrific service. I loved it. Um, I wonder a lot of these places that, that start out. I just don't think that they yeah, have have the money yet to license a lot of the big big stuff.
0: Yeah, that's true too. And some of those other shows were also, or channels were also beta in their beta version too, yep. which basically means they're just testing it out to see if uh, if if it's profitable enough to continue. Yeah. Um this one doesn't say it's in in beta mode at all. It's just like launched and there you have it, it's there, you know. <laughs> so I don't know, let's let's hope they get more and that it continues to grow and uh and well yeah, it's also available for Apple TV and Roku. So and uh Android uh services. So so that's that's really cool right there. Worth checking out. Yes, definitely. Uh, is there uh, anything news-wise you wanted to uh, discuss?
1: Um, I don't think so. All
0: right. So I, didn't, let us I didn't
1: write anything down that, that I saw, so I'm sure there's a ton of things. But if I don't write something down, it's gone.
0: <laughs> Me too, yeah. I have to have everything on my uh, laptop here. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like, oh, there was something, but... I can't remember I know, I'm, it I'm just
1: useless. In my, my memory is useless.
0: <laughs> Mine, too. And it's getting worse. <laughs> so I, I, I know, find day by I, day. Yeah, <laughs> I find that I do something, and then I'm like, oh, I have to go do that thing. And then I go to do it, and I'm like, oh, I already did it. I just did it like five minutes ago. How come I can't remember doing it?
1: I just, one of my friends posted something on Facebook that, that includes the line, now that you know, I've reached a certain age where getting lucky means I walk into a room and remember why I'm there.
0: <laughs> that's so true, because I do that all the time. I'm like, okay, why am I here again? Oh yes, I have to get that. And sometimes you you find yourself standing there for a little bit longer than you know thirty seconds. You're like, okay, uh, which
1: uh. <laughs> welcome to old age, right?
0: That's uh, only going to get worse too. That's that's the scary part. I think there's a story in this.
1: I think so, <laughs> if I could remember. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So moving on to uh, the new releases. Um, I didn't really do an in-depth search for this one, as uh, as I uh, for the last episode because well it's Chris Christmas time and uh, not too many people are releasing books, and I'll probably get to them at some point anyway. <laughs> I tend to do that. Um, so from uh, Permuted Press, this week we have uh, we have Desolation, which is the Degeneration book number two, and that's by Mark D Campbell. And we also have uh, Survival, which is the After Dark Chronicles book number one, and this comes from R. L. Reeves and M. R. Reeves. All right, and Severed Press we have uh now i'm not too sure if i mentioned this one last time so i'm going to say it again uh the megalodon apocalypse by eric oh, s brown
1: oh megalodon scared the crap out of me
0: yeah <laughs> yeah there's a good reason for that cuz they're massive and they're very i mean their their teeth are freaking huge man like ugh i can't even imagine one of those impaling you, <laughs> you shudder yeah. Uh so next is uh How I Started the Apocalypse 3 and that's from the Zombie Regime book or series, sorry. And that's by Brian Pinkerton. We also have Big Game, a prehistoric thriller by Alex Layborn. I don't know how that guy finds time to write. I've been talking to him on uh Facebook. And he has like five kids. I have one and I have trouble finding time to write. <laughs> Maybe by the
1: time you have five, your system is is so uh, ironed out.
0: Maybe, yeah. You just like, <laughs> I don't know, because like I'm thinking like, every time I try to write near Keenan, he starts climbing on me because he sees that I'm not paying attention to him, and so I, I just can't do it. <laughs> so again, my furry cat children are just the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can be that way. That's for sure. Um, yeah, so I, I, I just don't know how he does it. Uh, And last, but certainly not least, we have uh, They Rise, a deep-sea thriller by Hunter Shea. All right, so that is the news and new releases. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to go through our top ten list of our favorite uh, moments on the Darkness Dwells podcast. like darkness dwells well why don't you help out the show easiest way to do so is to sign on to your itunes account rate and review the darkness dwells podcast, and we will forever forever love you for it and as always thank you for listening
2: 100 years ago, in a mountain village in Switzerland, lived a man whose strange experiments with the dead have since become a legend, a legend that is still told with horror the world over. We've only just started, just opened the door. Look, now's the time to go through that door and find what lies beyond it. But don't you see, Paul, we've discovered the source of life itself and we've used it to restore a creature that was dead. This is Frankenstein, who revolted against nature, who experimented with the devil and was forever cursed. His unwilling collaborator was Paul Kremp. I can't prove you, but I can stop you using his brain. Why? He has no further use for it. You, don't be afraid. Be careful. do Only two women ever entered this house of evil. Elizabeth, come back! Elizabeth, the lovely cousin who had promised to marry him, and Justine, the maid, who kept passionate and secret rendezvous with her master. Won't you understand you're in real danger? What Victor is doing is dangerous to everyone in the house. Now you cannot possibly conceive what dreadful thing he's planning to do. What are you trying to tell me, Paul? The dictator's wicked? Insane? Wicked? Insane? Evil? Call Frankenstein what you will. A demon had made a man-made monster. And now, the monster was the master. Oh! What are you going to do? For your sake and to protect Elizabeth, I've so far kept silent. But now I shall go to the authorities and have them destroy that creature. And see that you pay for these atrocities. No! <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right welcome back so you still with me there michael
1: i'm here ready to do our year end our first annual year end show
0: yay <laughs> uh it it was a, an interesting year um i started this podcast uh in 2013 uh about i think it was in no no wait it was 2014 in september of 2014 and uh haven't stopped. <laughs> the only thing that's changed really is uh, we changed yeah. the uh uh the the address, uh the, the the what do you call those people? Uh the people who uh host the host. Yeah. <laughs> uh but it's been a pretty interesting year. We talked to a lot of interesting people. And uh And I'm here now. i yeah, was well, here in the beginning. No, not at the beginning there was just me <laughs> and uh, a lot of the, a lot of those episodes really sucked. <laughs> so I you could say I kind of got rid of them, but
1: uh I've listened to some of them and they're quite good. Uh, you're you're hard yeah. on yourself.
0: Yeah, they sucked. <laughs> but I uh, I think around uh the turn of last year is when the podcast started gaining momentum and getting better uh, uh production-wise and uh content-wise. Uh, it's, it's basically me trying to find my voice in the podcasting world, just like a writer would try to find their voice in, uh, you know, writing fiction or nonfiction or whatever. So, uh, I think... Hey, uh, that
1: reminds me.
0: Yeah. On, on our, 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 I, I forgot a new release that just came out. Oh, what's that? The Haunted Country by Jason White. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that did come out on Christmas Day. Hey, yes.
1: I should. I I know that you're you don't want to self promote.
0: Oh no, I I
1: I missed my cue there, didn't I? That's what I did. I missed my cue. You even set me up. You said, "Do you know anything?" No, no, that that was for the news.
0: That was for the news, not the new releases. But uh, (laughs) yeah, actually, on two episodes ago, I pretty much uh, uh, pimped that whole thing out. So, well, you can never pimp enough. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, right now I'm kind of going through the. the process of trying to find reviewers, and and I'm thinking of doing a a, a blog tour and all that fun stuff.
1: <laughs> fun times, boy! Yeah. That uh, that will take up all your time.
0: It will, and uh, I, yeah, I, I I just want time to write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, so we both chose ten uh, favorite moments. Uh, on the show, and uh, would you like to start off, or shall I? I would love to start off, because right. as as I tend to do, I cheat a little bit, and I have an honorable
1: mention to kick Excellent. off my list. Okay. Fanfare. Well, for my honorable mention, I would like to point out the um, interviews that you did with Kendra Sauter. Because it was through listening to those wonderful interviews she gives, she gives great interview, that I came to know her, which led to the eventual signing of my my upcoming book, Edging, with Burning Willow Press. So it's because hey. of because of you and her and this show that uh, that I, I found a new home with Burning Willow that- Press. So I have to mention that.
0: Excellent and congratulations by the way. Uh, do you have a release date for that at all? No, because I'm actually not done with
1: the rewrites yet.
0: Uh, so okay. it, it won't be, I doubt,
1: it will be next year. So I'm going to have to come up with something else for you all to read next year. Um, yeah. Probably going to be 2017. Three.
0: Have you ever thought of putting together a, like a, a collection of short stories or anything like that? That's kind of what I'm thinking of right now,
1: yes. That is what I'm considering.
0: That would be interesting. All right. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that, though. I want to read Edging. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, well, you, you've actually rarely talked about it. Can you, uh, give us a short synopsis of what it's about? I, I don't even know what it's about. Just something, like, short and sweet. If you can't, that's fine, because I know you don't like talking about things that are in process, but. No,
1: no, I'm good. Um, Edging is about a new designer drug that hits the streets. Mm. And it causes, um, it more or less a bad trip. It induces nightmares and a fear response, some like a roller coaster in a pill, and it slowly takes over this town with its addiction, and it calls into being this this otherworldly force that feeds on the nightmares of the town. Well,
0: that sounds really cool. I, I I'm a sucker for uh, stories about drugs and uh, and addicts and stuff like that. So that. And I really love that idea of, you know, a, a drug kind of summoning something else from somewhere else. You know what I mean? I, do. I really like that idea.
1: I do. And I should I should mention
0: that uh, my friend Todd Rigney,
1: author of Found, he just released a book called Mirth. Um, and that one is about drugs and and, uh, and the addiction to it, where uh, the pills in in his book, Mirth, take you back to your happiest moment but oh. of course nightmares will ensue <laughs> now
0: you read that book right
1: i did i loved it
0: he's definitely an author on my radar um one reason why i'm not i haven't been reading as much in the last couple of years and one reason was because i went back to school and another reason is because of my son um but yeah uh i'm I'm hoping to get back on that horse. like I still read, obviously, but I remember like just looking at my Goodreads list. I used to read like sixty seventy books a year at one point, and this year it's like twenty, and I'm like, oh God,
1: yeah, I'm some- sometimes you just have to it becomes more of an effort,
0: I guess yeah. it used
1: to just be like so second nature for me to just pick up a book, but now I need to actually carve time
0: out, yeah, and that, that sucks. And, and and time
1: is not always easy to come by.
0: No, it, that I remember laughing at people when I was a kid. People who would say, "I wish you know the day was longer in twenty-four hours." Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, "If it's long enough, dude." <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like, no, man. I wish a day was like you know thirty-four hours or something. Uh, I could get more sleep, more reading time, more writing time. I wish that the day were twelve hours, but we had fourteen
1: days in a week.
0: Yeah, that that would work. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> that that well, you yeah, that would work, I guess. Like, cause, you know you got like fourteen day week. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot more time off, right? So maybe I would anyway. hope so. <laughs> like I need more time off. You know what? I have caused us to digress. So oh, that far happens. From our topic that that happens though. Uh, I I don't think anyone minds. I hope. <laughs> well, I suppose not. It's uh, it's,
1: it's like it's like the color commentary. I'm a color man.
0: so do you have any more honorable mentions I didn't think to add honorable mentions myself Uh, no
1: that was that was my one that I have
0: alright so I guess uh, I'll start with number 10 then and uh, that was our discussion and watching the movie on the Barbarian Sound Studio which is episode 12
1: oh yes boy that was a good one
0: that movie is uh, that sticks with you that movie (laughs) like i remember i remember the sound of- like well, obviously it's it was an audio guy who comes in right, and uh the sound effects in that movie, especially when he's like uh stabbing the fruits and that for the the movie he's working on is i don't know man it was an awesome movie, but the sound effects really stick with me for some reason.
1: It was, yeah, I mean it was it's so unique and fascinating that movie because the horror is just from the sound uh it's it's uh defies expectations and definition and and it was a good show doing it too,
0: yeah, it was a lot of fun talking about it, uh, so what's your number ten? my number ten is um Boy, I'm, I'm kind of self-serving today.
1: My apologies, but it is is ten. It's my no interview that, that I did for my book, Blood Vengeance, my interview with you.
0: That oh, was yeah.
1: my, my first time on air, uh, my first time on the show. Um, it, was a big, it was a big deal for me, and it was also the most nerve-wracking experience of my <laughs> life. I was so nervous.
0: You, you couldn't tell, honestly. I don't remember thinking, oh, boy, that guy was nervous.
1: Oh my goodness! I was I was a total jackass.
0: <laughs> you, you 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 didn't vomit, did you? No, I did not. Okay, that's good. As long as there is no vomiting involved. I was
1: uncontrollably for a week before.
0: You know what? I uh, the first time I was on a podcast, I was really nervous too, and uh, I mean really nervous. I uh, I almost didn't do it, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but and also you know starting up this podcast, it took me. I wanted to start this thing about a year or two before... I even bought the microphone, like, a year or two before I actually started it, because the reason why I didn't start it is because I couldn't talk to myself without feeling like an idiot.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be really weird doing a solo show. I don't know how you did that. I didn't feel the same way.
0: I had to do a whole bunch of dummy episodes before I felt comfortable enough to even begin. So, uh... <laughs> So yeah, I, I understand your nervousness. Uh, I, it's good though to tackle that and get over it.
1: It is, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until it wasn't until our our show on exists that I started feeling comfortable, and and that was, I mean, pretty deep in our lineup.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it took me a while too. Like, I still get a little nervous for some interviews. Um, Especially if I have absolutely no, no idea who the author is before going... Well, obviously I do my, uh, my research and all that, but I'm always afraid of fucking something up when I have no idea who they are, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like, what if I, I looked do. up the wrong I information? I send, <laughs> I send all the uh, interview interview possibilities to you. I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's my social anxiety, which, which one would think wouldn't really matter, just you know, the format of what we're doing. I'm not actually... Yeah. Out in front of people, but it kicks in my social anxiety, or at least used to, so badly.
0: Yeah. Well, it's good that, talk you, about that. Yeah, you could. There's definitely some stories in that. You, you could make you know irrational fears become rational, and make that uh, into a story right there. There you go. Maybe our next
1: <laughs> collaboration when we finish our first. <laughs>
0: when when we get started on our first. <laughs> <laughs> all right number nine what do we have
1: for number nine on your end
0: my number nine is uh now don't worry about the whole self-serving thing because a lot of my top ones are the self-serving ones so uh but at number nine i have uh we are still here uh that episode which i liked so much i posted the damn thing twice on this (laughs) show i thought it was from the old feed um but After I had posted it recently, uh, because I was uh, way too busy to actually record an episode, and I don't really like missing a week, so... uh, Well, I I pretty much ran out of those old old episodes, too, so I thought this was the last one I'd be doing, but apparently this comes from episode 11, and now 34 as well. (laughs) Wow, that was episode 11? <clears throat> yeah, it was right before the Barbarian uh, Sound Studio episode. Ah,
1: that seems like a really long time ago.
0: It does. It was almost a year ago, though, when you think about it. Because I, I remember it being cold outside when uh, we did that one. It was being. It's always think,
1: cold in Canada, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Well, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of months where it gets really hot, but then, oh. it, <laughs> but then it gets cold again. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I I uh, I enjoyed the movie a lot. And uh, the more I think about it, the more I like the idea of that movie, and I really want to watch it again because uh, because it's good. Uh, it's really uh, a fascinating haunted house story about loss and uh, coming to terms with that loss, and then having terrible things happen to you anyway.
1: <laughs> very very good topics and and a good movie. Very yeah,
0: good, uh, yeah,
1: kind of timeless with that seventies vibe. Which, oh, yeah. which we just love. We do love that.
0: Either we, we a seventies
1: movie or one with a seventies vibe. you can't go wrong.
0: Yeah. Alright, so what's your number nine?
1: My number nine was the show we did on horror literature. Oh, where yeah. where you have two authors finally talking about books on Darkness Twelves. That was yeah. that was a lot of fun and we got to talk about some friends of ours and their books and what's was new and exciting
0: in and the, in what the genre and all that, yeah.
1: yeah that was really good
0: you know what that one didn't make my list and I totally forgot about, even though I went through all the episodes I think I stopped around uh, around episode 11 because I filled up my top 10 list so I, I didn't yeah. scroll down farther down but you know what if I have an honorable mention, it would definitely be that, because that was a, a lot of fun. And actually, I've been thinking about that episode a lot lately. Obviously not when I wrote my list. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've been thinking that we should do another one sometime in the next couple of months, maybe do that once a year, get a good, uh, yeah. a, a good literature and what we've been reading type episode in.
1: Yeah, we need to do that. I agree.
0: Yes, excellent. All right, so uh, moving on to number eight. And this was both the movie and uh, our discussion of Room Two Thirty Seven from Episode yeah. Twenty Two. Now this movie, <laughs> this movie keeps coming back to haunt us because of the whole moon landing thing. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we we both noticed ever since that episode. We both noticed things on Facebook or something and shoot each other messages regarding that. You know, the faked moon landing or not fake moon landing. The uh, they didn't ever claim that the moon landings were fake. They claimed that the uh, the photographs and the video footage were faked. Right. And so we keep finding these little nuggets here and there claiming one side of, or the other. <laughs> and I always found that uh, pretty funny. But It's uh, really weird because, I mean, that's always been a
1: topic that kind of floats around, but I hadn't heard about it. I hadn't heard anything about the fake moon landing in years since I watched 237 and we did our show. And then all of a sudden it pops up.
0: Yeah, everywhere. It's that whole synchronicity Dr. Carl Jung was talking about, and it's a strange thing and nobody knows why it exists.
1: (laughs) Unless it's just like that red truck thing, where, where you never see a red truck.
0: And now everybody that just
1: heard that will see nothing but red trucks from now
0: on. Yeah, or you you never see that red truck until your friend buys a red truck, and (laughs) then you see that particular brand of red truck everywhere.
1: Yeah, oh, it's my friend. Oh, wait, that's my friend.
0: Yeah, (laughs) no, that's not. I miss my friend. (laughs) All right, so uh, what's your number eight?
1: My number eight movie and show was Burnt Offerings. Um What a what a unique movie. And a really good I loved our discussion of Oliver Reed's dead stare. I don't yeah. I don't know how we hooked on that but that that kind of became a, a bit of a, a running joke. And, I think that was me. I had so much fun with that.
0: Because that scene where he's in the in the pool and he's going after his son. Oh. That like that's nightmare material. <laughs> he looks <laughs> Somebody... like a megalodon. Yeah, somebody coming at you with that deadpan stare, like there there's no emotion there at all. And I like that uh that clip you sent me or you put on. I think it was on uh on the on the uh, Darkness Dwells Facebook. I think page. I
1: think so. Everyone can if they if they're so inclined can hop on the Darkness Wells Facebook page and I have a little little clip of Oliver Reed with the with a interviewer or I guess it's an actor where he talks about how how he, Oliver Reed, how he plays villains, how he approaches a villain character. And it. it's fascinating, nice. and it's really fun, too. It's a nice clip.
0: And if you listen to uh, episode 22, you might get a good chuckle out of it because he mentions the deadpan stare, <laughs> 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 which was brilliant on your part for bringing that up.
1: <laughs> oh, it was, it was... You know, and, and I have to say that I watched The Devils just last week with, with Oliver Reed. Um, oh, yeah. It was really good, but for some reason my my copy quit about half an hour from the end. Hmm. So <laughs> I have to I have to watch it again because I don't know yeah. how it
0: That that movie's really hard to find. <clears throat> but yeah. Um you know, I didn't realize how many horror movies he's actually been in. He's been in a lot.
1: Yeah, uh, he was in he's in Cronenberg's uh The Brood, correct? Yeah.
0: Yep. And I, I he, ask
1: and answer my own question.
0: He's al- <laughs> <laughs> he's also uh, he's also in a few Hammer films, too. Or at least one that I can think of. Uh, Paranoiac, I think it's called.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to uh, check that one out. Oliver Reed is kind of becoming a cult favorite of, of mine. A cult of yeah, one. Yeah,
0: me too. <laughs> it's that deadpan stare, I tell you.
1: Yes, oh my God.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, that was your number eight, right?
1: That was my number eight.
0: Okay. Moving on to number seven... Um, I have two for the price of one on this, and that is, uh, the Halloween specials I did back in October, episodes, uh, 25 and 28, where I put together some classic horror, uh, old time radio, and, uh, the Vincent Price thing. Uh, the reason why this made my list is because it gave me the chance to go out and, uh, and find this stuff. I knew it existed, I just, uh, you know, had to find it, and finding it was like finding little gems in, uh, you know, the haystack. And my favorite, I, I would say, was the Vincent Price reading. Well, he's not reading it, he's acting uh, The Telltale Heart, I believe it was. And it makes me think just how much of a. You know, speaking of memories, this. He's not reading it when you watch the video uh, on YouTube. He's saying it word for word. He memorized the story itself and not only did he memorize it he's acting it out hmm. and i'm like jesus christ <laughs> i i would be lucky to mem- uh, memorize one sentence out of out of, out of that correctly
1: <laughs> and it's just a terrific story yeah just a ter- and and i swear if i mean it's anachronistic but if paul knew vincent price it's, it's almost like he wrote it for him i mean it's uh just such oh, a yeah. great fit.
0: This voice fits that story perfectly. Oh, yeah. yeah, very chilling. It's awesome. So, what's your number seven? My number seven is Room
1: 237. or Three Seven. Cool. Which I think I think it's probably my favorite show that we've done because I just I'm kind of close to that documentary. I'm I'm enthralled by it. It cast a spell on me. I just. And it was so nice to finally talk about some of these crazy ideas that were rolling around in my, my head because of it. It's yeah. just a phenomenal documentary that I I I swear, the first time anybody watches it, it just sounds like utter bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But watch it a couple times or discuss it with some friends, and and it starts making, some of the theories start making sense. and. That makes yeah, that's true.
0: That's what happened to uh, to our with our discussion. I remember the first time I tried watching that. I was I was pretty much that reaction. It's like, oh, this is utter bullshit. And once yeah. we got to the the moon landing or the uh, the pictures on the moon, I was like, oh, I can't take this shit anymore, and I turned yep. it off. It almost, I wanted to throw it across the room. I think I remember saying, I didn't, of course, but. I, I thought it was utter shit, and then you uh, you said you wanted to do a show on it, and I was like, okay, and so I watched the whole thing, and I was like, you know what, there's some interesting points here, and they're not all bullshit, so, and then we got into talking about it, and uh, it was like, you know what, maybe they have a point here.
1: <laughs> there, there does seem to be something more
0: yeah.
1: in the movie The Shining than... Oh, yeah. There's, oh, it's it's weird. There's so many flubs, I'm just going to say it again, there's so many flubs in that film and Stanley Kubrick is, is just known for his perfectionism I just I don't see how those things could have could have slipped by him so if they're not yeah. clubs he intended them and why uh, just uh, a fascinating documentary I and I had a great great time at our, our show doing that
0: yeah that was awesome uh, I really uh, enjoyed that too uh, number six and my number six is our episode that we... Oh, I I, def- I guess I scrolled back to episode number ten. <laughs> because uh, that is our It Follows episode. Yeah. Now, this movie... And... Uh, I haven't made, like, a best top ten or top five list of movies from 2015. But if I did, I think this would be number one. Mm. It was... Like I've seen this movie about three or four times since uh, we watched it for the show. And uh I just love this movie to death. It's it's awesome. And I loved I our discussion it. on it.
1: I know it I, I feel I feel the same way. It that it didn't make my top ten, but I, I thought about it. You know, I, I seriously considered putting it on because it is a fantastic film and it sparked a great
0: discussion. Yeah definitely
1: again something with a 70s feel
0: some some oh, sort of so. a,
1: a retro feel to it um it's just excellent
0: the the interesting thing about this movie is we compared it a lot to uh, Halloween yes and those comparisons are definitely there but it was very interesting I, I, I was listening to another podcast who reviewed this film and they compared it a lot to Nightmare on Elm Street and those are very prominent too but I didn't even think of that it was the, the whole idea of the friends watching out for each other staying together it's almost like yeah. in the Friday the 13th how they stuck together to uh, keep each other awake so yeah. they don't fall asleep Well, this time they're uh, with uh, the hero or the heroine of the sh- of the movie uh trying to keep her away from the thing that that's following her <laughs> i get that i didn't think about that either at the time but, but yeah when, once they said that I was, yeah once they said that i was like oh my god yes hmm. that one too for sure uh but so it got me all excited again for it and i went and watched it again and like a little silly little fanboy that i am <laughs> <laughs> <For your> fanboy. <family. laughs> yeah and so yeah that was a lot of fun um watching and talking about it. So what was your number six?
1: My number six is something that never aired. My number six (laughs) was that show that that we recorded three times that never made it on the air because of technical difficulties.
0: Uh, I don't even
1: remember what uh, what movie we were talking of.
0: Wasn't it a top ten list we did? It was a top ten list, yes. It was.
1: And... And... uh, I think it was one of our... I think it was our supposed to be our first show.
0: Yeah, it and, was.
1: And and we <laughs> we had to try to sound as enthused as we could going over the, the same lines, like, three times. It felt like we were on, on a set, and <laughs> we had to do that. It, yeah. never, it never did make it, did it?
0: No, it's no. gone. I don't yeah, even know what I happened to episode. it. I forget. <laughs> yeah, I forget what happened, um, but it was uh among <laughs> technical difficulties that i uh definitely uh have struggled through on this episode and <laughs> if i if i were or on this show and if i were to name a top uh most despised thing about doing this show it would be those technical difficulties
1: yeah you have a lot of a lot of gremlins and hobgoblins yeah the and just uh, machine.
0: Just a lot. Of it, well, a lot of it was a learning curve. Um, basically, it's it was me learning what to look for uh, yeah. while recording a conversation with somebody, uh, and uh, keeping my eye on on those things because anything can happen. Like, if my microphone un unplugs during an interview. Uh, I can't just plug it in and start talking again, as as you've noticed. I think we lost a conversation on that because of that, and that was a learning Indeed. curve. yeah. And so, and it was stupid because a couple of times after that it happened again, but we didn't lose it. I'd be like, ah, shit, I unplugged <laughs> not yeah. my microphone. I have to phone you back. But uh, that, so it, stupid things like that, and it was one of those stupid reasons that we lost that episode. But that was a really good conversation that we had. Yeah, I remember. It was.
1: And and I just I like that we have a lost episode.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's the lost episode. Nobody will ever find it though. Nope. And if they if they do, then I will. We need a copy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely, because obviously you found it on my computer somewhere where I couldn't find it. (laughs) Yeah, obviously you hacked into into Jason's Jason's account. So Uh, stop it. (coughs) <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. And uh, not only just hacked into my account, but found things that I can't even find on my laptop. So uh, it would be just freaky on a couple of different levels there. <laughs> so th- that was your uh, number six, right? That was six. All right. So we're gonna just take a quick break to listen to a couple more, uh, a couple more uh, messages, and when we get back, we will do the last top five.
3: I can't write without music. When I sit down, the music goes on, the volume goes to 11, and a lot of times the emotional content of whatever I happen to be listening right then will seep into what I'm working on. Every story I've ever worked on gets a certain set of songs that I listen to over and over again while I'm working on the book. What I was really listening to a lot while I worked on horns was Kiss. I just couldn't help myself. You know, the devil rock and rolls all night parties every day. Horns is about a guy named Iggy Parrish, a good guy, a decent guy. He's a guy who's always tried to do the right thing and life reaches out and laps in between the eyes. And his girlfriend is killed and Even though he's never sent to jail for it, everyone, including his family and friends, believe that Ig is probably the person who did it. And it sends him into a downward spiral, some time passes, and then one night he goes out drunk to rave and curse God. And when he wakes up the next morning, he discovers he's grown horns and has inherited all the powers of the devil. For me, the most fun part of writing is coming up with an outrageous situation, but then trying to think my way through it in the most believable and authentic possible way. One of the questions the book kind of pokes at is, if you knew the worst in people, could you still forgive them? To me, I think that's sort of the fundamental nature of the devil. He's the person who sees what's worst in us. I sort of have this idea about the devil that he's really in every story. There's always a character who walks on stage and pulls the other characters towards what's worst to in them. I think ultimately, the devil is a character who enters a story to reveal the truth about people. I guess I wrote the book because I like the idea of taking a character who seems unsympathetic and seeing if I can get the reader to care about him for a few hundred pages, and you really couldn't find a more unsympathetic character than the devil. I guess I wrote the book for money, money and checks. Ah. When a reader opens up a horror novel, reads a horror story, uh, they're seeing someone experience the worst um, and you're creating a feeling of sympathy. I think for horror to work, you have to love the characters first. Um, the When we see uh, torture porn, when we see a film like Saw or Hostel, it doesn't quite work. And the reason why is the characters are too one-dimensional. They're just bowling pins for the serial killer to knock down. And you never really feel anything for them. Um, And uh, you actually, if anything, the only character who's multidimensional is usually the serial killer. And you wind up rooting for Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees to kill someone else. And as a creator, I actually find that skeevy, a little bit skeevy. I don't want to root for the bad guy. I want to root for the good guy. Um, And so you look to create characters that have full lives, that love, that care about each other, that have histories and pasts and an inner life, Um, and then you threaten them with uh, the monster under the stairs. Um, and 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 then the reader has an investment or the audience has an investment and cares about what happens to them and the losses feel real. And as a storyteller, that's that's what I, I want you to feel, that these are real people and that you're emotionally committed to them. Until you care for the characters, uh, the story is
0: important. All right, welcome back. So um, uh, while we were on break there, I was I was thinking of uh, another honorable mention I'd like to bring up before we continue.
1: Sounds good. I love yeah. my honorable mentions.
0: Now I wanted to talk or uh, mention that that episode that was almost a, well it was kind of a lost episode but that conversation you know the whole conversation about uh, the technical difficulties that I've had was brought th- what brought this up in my mind um, and that would be the episode where. Uh, uh, Shogoth came and and yes. interrupted the show. Yes. <laughs> Where I could hear Michael, but my voice became very demonic and
1: so... You know, I I have to say that's a perfect segue because that actually is my number 5. Oh yeah? Uh, yes. Cool. <laughs> I that is because we laugh about it, but yeah. that was really scary. I mean At that first, was yeah. weird, man.
0: Yeah. Uh what I guess what happened was I bought a new microphone for the uh show and I, I use it basically only when I'm uh doing the solo things and there's a reason for that <laughs> because apparently when I use it to uh have a conversation with anybody online, uh Shugoth comes and says, No <laughs> You will not record. Not with
1: this microphone. It didn't. Uh, it did not sound like your voice slowed down or anything. It no, sounded it sounded like an EVP recording.
0: Yeah, it was. It was even worse than that. It was like demonic, seriously demonic. demonic. But what I did to figure this out was, was I sped up that voice really high, and uh, it is actually my voice. And uh,
1: it turned uh, me I, into a chipmunk.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You turn and you're like, <laughs> and I'm like hi. <laughs> How are you doing today and but if you listen to it regularly, you're like, "Hi, how's it going? Oh, yeah, cool, yeah, no, I had a good week, and then not <laughs> <laughs> like I'm interviewing the devil yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that was interesting oh, <laughs> um, my number five is the uh the podcast's relaunch party that we held on Facebook, yeah. Now, there's a reason, uh, one reason why this made the, the list is because I didn't expect it to be as busy as it was, and I think it actually was kind of instrumental in, uh, growing the podcast a little. Um, I think we gained a few more reader, or readers, uh, listeners, uh, from that show, or from that event, and, uh, I don't know if they've stuck around or not, but, uh. Are you here? (laughs) Did you stick around? I hope so. Yeah. But the, you know what? That, that launch party was really busy. I remember I started it at like uh, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. And uh, it, it did not stop. Well, actually, it started at 2 o'clock, and it was going kind of slow, just waiting for people to come up. And then I started the first contest. And once I started the first contest, there was no looking back. It was just insane. <laughs> and yeah, it was. And very so, it, it was a lot of fun to do. I I don't think I'd want to do it as a full time thing, but it was exhausting. It was exhausting. Why? Yes, I'm um, so
1: grateful. I mean, I sh- I should say it was exhausting in a fun way, and I'm very grateful that uh, everybody had a great time. I think, and uh, our contests, the you know our uh, our supporters and participants were wonderful.
0: Yeah. And uh I thank you for coming up with that idea because I you're never even up. thought of it. Yeah, that, you was, are uh, up, <laughs> that was a that was a good idea. I uh, I would have never thought of that myself. Um well, I come up with them every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's your number uh five? uh is it number 5 Ron? Yeah.
1: No, we no, uh, uh, number four. I I took it yeah. out of order and now it's down to my number 4. Yes,
0: um, you're number 4.
1: Number four was our spur-of-the-moment decision to do that uh, discussion on Rolling Stone's top ten horror films of all time.
0: Oh, yeah, I Um, remember that. You just,
1: you messaged me and said, we need to put a show together. Um, Yeah. And and I think it just turned out
0: to be a great show, too.
1: I had so much fun, um, and the list was great. We had some great material to work from.
0: Yeah. Great experience. And that was a result of another technical difficulty, because uh, I was... uh, I forget exactly how it happened but I was trying to talk to Keith uh, Dininger, and my software wouldn't work. Um the the software I'm using right now would not work. Uh I don't even know what happened on that episode. I for, I just I don't know man. It was just very messed up situation. So I I, I I phoned you, G- or I talked to you, and tried talking to you on this thing, and uh, it worked fine then. So it was almost like it was cursed.
1: <laughs> yeah, very. It was. It's another another gremlin. Yeah. Shawgoth
0: interrupting yeah.
1: again. <laughs> interrupt us.
0: But yeah, that was a that was a really good episode. I I enjoyed that too. Uh, my number four. Now we're getting into uh, my selfishness here. Uh, my number four is my interview that I had with Sean Hode That was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, I, w- I wasn't expecting, like, when I first invited Sean on, on the show, uh, it was because I'd read his book, uh, Cthulhu Attacks, and I thought it was pretty cool. So, um, you know, I was like, how about you come on the show? Actually, he approached me to be on the show, um, and then I read his book, and then after reading his book, I did the research, and I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty smart. He, like, actually does, uh, uh, he goes to, like, universities and stuff, and 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 gives talks on, uh, on, like, zombies and, uh, Lovecraft stuff. So, uh, to have him on the show, or, not to have him on the show, but when he was on the show, I realized just how smart he is, and how easy he is to talk to about this stuff. Uh, if you have a love for, like, Lovecraftian stuff, or, or zombies, or, or whatever. He's a really awesome guy to talk to, because he's so knowledgeable. He was just a lot of fun to talk to.
1: That was a great episode to listen to. He, yeah. Uh, he, he was really good. He was.
0: You know, he you was, you was awesome. You two
1: were, uh, really sparked a good conversation. That was, that's some good listening. I really yeah. enjoyed that one.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, so what is uh, your number three?
1: My number three is... Um, is kind of two in one as as you had before it's lords of salem and tusk Ah,
0: for personal
1: reasons because lords of salem was our first show Mm -hmm. at least the first one that that was was successful and tusk although it was a later episode that was a conversation that we had that sparked our friendship and our collaboration on darkness dwells
0: yeah lords of salem and tusk
1: are really special to me
0: Yeah, that I remember that came out of the blue. I was, I think I was out with, uh, with Jen um, when I got a message from you over Messenger, Facebook Messenger, saying, "Have you seen the movie Tusk?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's a fucked up movie." And then we started talking about it. And uh, after our conversation on that, I was like, "Well, he seems like I remember my interview with him on." You know, it was only like about a month prior, maybe two months prior. It was like not? three or
1: four weeks prior, because because that was what prompted my messaging you was that I finally sat down and listened to that episode because yeah. I hate listening to myself so much that that I couldn't listen to to that interview. I couldn't listen to my own interview. <laughs> I finally yeah. did, and you said towards the end that uh, it was really nice having somebody to talk to about horror. And I'm in the same boat that I don't have a lot of people that I can really talk to. So I'm like, well, I, I should, I should message him about about this movie Tusk that I just saw.
0: So. Yeah, which was a, which was really cool because it was a catalyst, really, for this whole thing. So, yeah, I remember that conversation and uh, our actual conversation about the movie on the show, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, I enjoyed the whole thing, and I'm really glad that it, it was sort of like a, a shot in the dark. In asking you to be a co-host, and uh, you know, I, I've never looked back on it. So it was a great decision, and thanks for saying that. Oh, yes. I'm tearing up.
1: <laughs> no, that's a disingenuous of me. I, I act. That is really that. That's really nice. I mean, <laughs> seriously, this is. Uh, it's it's really great to uh, to to have your friendship. Getting a mm-hmm. little bit schmaltzy here, but it really is and and I love doing this show I love doing our shows and and my blogs because it's like this huge uh weight off my shoulders to to vent out my thoughts and and get to share them with everyone and so yeah. it feels really good
0: yeah and uh, one reason why it was shot in the dark is cuz well even if you weren't very knowledgeable on on horror movies I, w- I would have uh, gave you uh you know you know the chance yeah. uh, but but uh it turned out that you're really, you know, knowledgeable on this topic and and, uh, you, you know, you, we even like get into like some details about like camera angles or yeah. the, you know, the meaning behind movies sometimes we really dissect movies and uh, I like that and so it was really it was a really good decision I think on that part, on the whole thing and the fact that we clicked together so, uh, you know, we got the, the chemistry yeah <laughs> And so, so that's that my
1: number three. Thank you, Jason.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, no problem. <laughs> my number three is uh, one I did recently. Um, it was a, a, an interview I did with Fiona Dodwell. Uh, speaking of clicking, I guess that's a good segue because I think, you know, along with Sean Hode and and Fiona, I, I felt that we, we clicked. Um, Fiona and I, we talked a lot about writing and... Uh, she's a, lives over in uh, the UK so that was also an interesting experience because I had to I had to buy Skype uh, long like long-distance credit <laughs> uh, to the UK in order to uh, to talk to her uh, without paying you know enormous fees and it was actually pretty cheap it was only like $14 and I thought I would go through because we talked for about 45 minutes I think and uh, I thought I'd go through the whole credit it from fourteen dollars, though, I only spent about a dollar of that. I <laughs> don't know how that well, happened. that that's happened, a good deal then. Yeah, that was a really good deal. Wow. So I still have like thirteen dollars left uh, of that credit. I'm hoping to maybe use it on some more UK writers. Yeah, to interview be sure. them because because that was like one thing that's like limited is uh, calling overseas. Uh, unfortunately, it's only this is only limited to the UK, but so what you know it it opens up a a venue i think to more writers so i think that's really good i mean there's a lot of uk horror writers so i would like to talk to some of them
1: (laughs) that will i'll have to do that you'll have to do that yeah yeah And, and fiona is um she's she's a um fellow media bitch literary author is that correct
0: yep uh definitely uh that's how i uh Uh, met her, actually, was uh, through Media Bitch, and uh, uh, we've, uh, like, just talking online through, like, you know, Facebook Messenger and whatnot, we've always been pretty friendly. I had no idea, like, I thought, you know, why not, because we're doing this uh, book launch together uh, with Media Bitch uh, on Christmas Day with with a couple of other authors, but uh, they weren't interested in being on the show, so I thought, you know, she and i we could uh do the show and uh talk about her writing and all that as i usually do when we're doing an interview and then we'd you know pimp the uh uh the actual event itself and i uh, found that she was really easy to talk to uh you know not just online but in person too so that's that was a lot of fun i i uh i really enjoyed talking to her very good excellent so what is your number two my number two is is the
1: sole interview that I conducted, my talk with Todd Rigney about his book found mm-hmm. and uh, and a little bit about the subsequent movie that then came out found um if If anybody's been paying attention this year i I'm just in love with that story i I fell in love with the movie, the Scott Shermer. A film adaptation of found and then I, I i reached out to todd the author and i read the book it's uh it, it's really one of the highlights of my whole year and i actually got to got to schedule an interview and and talk with him and that was it was a great experience and and a lot of fun if, yeah. if only from you know for me i hope it was a good show for everybody oh, but but i really enjoyed it just just for myself too
0: yeah, actually, you did a really good job on that. Um, I was gonna add it to my list, but I was like, you know what? I, I had a feeling that you would add it. So, yeah. So that would definitely be another honorable mention. Um, I don't mind, uh, obviously, I don't mind, uh, when there's like a, a tie or. Or, uh, you know, we both have the same thing on the list. But I was like, you know, I'm just going to save that for Michael because I know it's going to be on his list. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that was a really awesome episode. And it was kind of neat to have uh, an interview uh, that I didn't conduct but still produced. So that was awesome.
1: And and just, again, it was just so, it was such a great conversation for me to have. I mean, I I hate to just... Just well on that, but it was well like we were talking earlier too with my social anxiety. Just, mm-hmm. I was such a wreck before that thing. I'm sort of just just proud that, that I did it, that I got through it. Yeah, it was oh man, it was hell until <laughs> until I was actually sitting down talking with them. Oh, it's just such a mind mind trip.
0: So, uh, did you vomit?
1: No. no. <laughs> Sorry I had to tell. I don't throw up very much, but no. uh, I think that that my te- my private see i
0: I don't vomit very much either, but I don't know why, but I find vomiting funny <laughs> you weirdo have to look into the vomit
1: gore trilogy. Have you ever seen any of those? no yeah
0: no i I don't even think I've heard of those so the vomit gore yeah it's um uh, by by somebody
1: lucifer is it's the director this trilogy like uh, what is it uh, vomit slaughter dolls they're very Uh, hard to find I have actually not seen them but they're uh, I think they're sort of akin to the August underground Um, really ultra ultra extreme horror
0: yeah that is uh, pretty low or uh, uh, deep in there I guess I haven't even like uh, yeah I'm going to have to check that out I'm going to have to remember that and look it up See if yeah. I can't find something about it. <laughs> I'd recommend.
1: Oh, I mean, uh, the, you know, it, it's it's obviously
0: pretty gross. Yeah.
1: Because it is what the title says.
0: <laughs> From what v- Vomit gore. Vomit yes. gore, yeah. All right. So, my number two is uh, is the interview I did with uh, Greg F. Giffune, now, one might think that uh, I would pick this as my number two because he was, uh, uh, I would say, the biggest author I've interviewed. Uh, but that's not really the case. Uh, I mean, yeah, that is definitely a part of it, but um, really it's because while I was talking to him, I found that he was easy to talk to as well, um, that I actually you know, got along really well with him and that we talked for about an hour after the episode, after I recorded the episode, And he gave me a a shit ton of advice, because when I talked to him, that was right when uh, Permuted let me go, (laughs) and let the Haunted Country go. Yeah. Uh, They gave the rights back, or whatever. Um, So, you know, that was, like, that happened on Monday, and uh, on Wednesday, I I was, uh, I had Greg scheduled in for the interview. So, it just happened, and I was like, you know what, I have this guy on the phone, (laughs) Might as well use it to my advantage, and so I, I talked to him about it all, and he gave me a ton of advice. So it was really great of him to do that, and he was really easy to talk to, and uh, I really enjoyed having him on the show. So that was a really, really great and positive experience for me. Right after something really shitty happened, so yeah, and, so, and it did
1: make a good show. That one is is a is a great listen too. That one yeah. and Sean Hold are was a really great great shows, great guys. Yeah, great. Guys. For
0: sure. All right, so now we're moving into number 1 territory here.
1: Drum roll please. Ba, 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 bang. My number 1 <laughs> is our relaunch party. That made my number 1, right there. Ah, Boom. Cool. Boom. <laughs> Boom. For all the reasons that we just discussed, it was it was so much fun. Uh we had we had so many authors come by to help support us. Um and it it really did do a lot for the show for Darkness Dwells I think that it really got us off to a a fresh start and oh it was just it was so much fun to do and really important
0: yeah Um, actually to go into numbers uh, I won't say what the numbers are exactly but uh, the numbers from where we were before on Podomatic to moving to uh, Squarespace they doubled from like the first week after that relaunch, and they've been growing since, so that's that's a good thing.
1: Awesome! Thank you, everyone, for coming in and listen listening to us, listening to me babble on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know that's that's the reason why people like listening to podcasts. Cause they like listening to people babble on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, honestly, that's why I listen to podcasts because I just love listening to people talk about this shit. Um, I and then you know i wanted to do it myself so there you go
1: <laughs> can't argue with that um
0: yeah. very grateful i just
1: i just love uh love what we do here and it's like it's just an ad bonus that people people like to listen
0: yeah it's a lot of fun uh, i wouldn't trade it in for pretty much anything well obviously except for the like the important things but well, yeah <laughs> like like family Same but fortune but Fame and fortune, yeah, of course. (laughs) But yeah, I I love doing it too. So uh, my number one... Number one! Is is actually, I guess you could say four in one, because it's the month that we devoted to haunted house stories, and that was November is Haunted. Yeah. And uh, I just loved the whole uh, month, but I especially loved... Uh, two of the episodes we did, and that was, I think the first two, and that was Housebound, episode 30, and House, episode 31. Those two, uh, they were just a lot of fun for me. I <laughs> I, uh, I enjoyed watching uh, both movies, because I'd seen them previously, but watching them again for, for those episodes was a lot of fun, especially House, because uh, it had been a little bit since I'd seen it, about a year or two. And that movie's just fun to return to no matter what. <laughs> and like the Moon Landing and, and Room Two Three
1: Seven, right after we did that show um, Hollywood announced that it's probably making a remake
0: of Yes. Yeah. And you posted that on uh, on Facebook. I think I did, yeah. On the Facebook group, yeah. Right like it was like right after we uh It was like that year. week. Yeah, I put the episode up, and then you sent the message on Facebook.
1: It's just weird that that happened.
0: Yeah, it's that synchronicity thing again.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> so that was. And, and I do. I have to say that that whole haunted November
1: was was a lot of fun to do, um, and it extended Halloween. And who doesn't want to do that?
0: Yeah, and you know, I didn't think. Of it when I when I came up with the idea, well, actually, it was you who came up with the idea of doing like a horror comedy, and then, like I, I said in that episode, the first episode or the second episode of the Haunted November, I kind of took that idea and raped it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. <dead.
0: laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, I turned it into Haunted November, which was good anyway because it was uh, you know a lot of fun. And, and Houses and how's the said october
1: belt um one of the that was probably
0: yeah, you know what that one that one is what I came across first when I thought of uh doing uh, or adding it to the list, so that one almost i should <laughs> I, I said I had no honorable mentions, but uh you know i should uh, i should add that one to the honorable mentions as well because that's what got me the idea of doing uh you know. Uh, putting that on the list and I was like you know what I enjoyed the whole month especially the yeah. first two episodes of that month so uh, I'll just add we'll those do that instead again, too oh yeah do I do think we should again? maybe we Next should make every month every November a haunted yeah. November because it is a haunted month it's, everything's getting cold it
1: tonight. is everything dies and gets ready for winter
0: yes and uh, it gets cold yeah <laughs> sometimes there's a lot of snow and sometimes that's always haunting I miss that's, the snow no you don't yeah, I do. You think you do. <laughs> I don't <laughs> miss the don't. cold is what I don't
1: miss. If it could snow and be 50 degrees, it would be heaven.
0: Oh, uh, no. I'd, I'd rather it be cold, honestly, than have... Really? I hate snow. I hate crazy. snow. You're crazy. I hate snow. You know what? We had a green Christmas here, and I couldn't have been happier. I think, honestly, that if, uh, if I lived in palm tree country, and uh, we had a Christmas in palm tree country, I'd be perfectly happy with putting like a we should switch palm next tree. Christmas.
1: I'll go up there, you come down here.
0: <laughs> that sounds good. I'll do yeah. that. <laughs> I just hope Ricky doesn't mind my kid.
1: <laughs> oh I see. You're gonna leave the kid behind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll leave the wife, but I'm taking the kid now was joking. <laughs> that was that was a shot at my wife. She's not even here. But, oh. you know, we 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 have a uh, we have that kind of a uh, relationship where we take shots at each other like that. Well and, that's uh, true
1: love you gotta yeah, have when you yeah. when
0: you can have a have a sense of humor you know that yeah. you have to do that to survive <laughs> no honestly, I would take her with me too but uh <laughs> I like to get my shots in <laughs> uh, all right so that is uh that is our year in top uh, ten first, of twenty fifteen our first official year of uh, yeah. the darkness twelves podcast i'm I have absolutely no plans on on um, switching feeds again, and if I do, I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it. It's just gonna happen. And, uh, <laughs> you might not quietly even know. It's in about the it. night. Yeah. Uh, but the re one reason why, well, like I said, the whole thing was a learning curve, so I didn't know what to do when I when it came to the point of, uh, you know, switching. So I'm glad I made a big deal out of it because, uh, because I think it, it, it ended up being a positive thing for the show all on its own so but like I said if it happens again it'll probably go silently yeah (laughs) the only thing that'll change is the is the web page probably
1: yeah once is enough yeah
0: (laughs) it was it was really busy actually you know what I I, even though I said I wouldn't like to do uh, launch or uh, parties Facebook parties too often they are a lot of fun I I wouldn't mind doing some more but
1: uh. yeah you had a good relaunch party I thought hey you had a good, well, I said, relaunch. You had a good launch party for uh, yeah. Haunted Country and, oh, and your yeah. fellow media bitch authors. I wish that had gone on a little bit longer, but it was over too fast.
0: Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was four hours, I think, and uh, and those four hours flew by, man. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I didn't think it would be that busy. Again, stupid to think that. I don't know. I, maybe I should think that every time I'm exactly, a part of launch party because then because, you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, it, it was kind of a weird day because I ended up having to look after Keenan, And, uh, thankfully he was cooperative. He was very, uh, like he only climbed all over me once at the beginning of it. <laughs> and so then I, have to I put him up, on sometime. Uh, yeah. <laughs> y- 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 you'll
1: hear, bo- 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 bo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want Papa. Oh. It's adorable <laughs> That's what it would sound like But yeah, so that, that is our first official year And I'm hoping to uh, have uh, At least a few more <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright So um, So we'll take another quick break And then we'll say goodbye So I had a lot of fun doing this episode How about you? I think this episode is
1: going to make my next year's
0: top ten list <laughs> So do you have any plans for New Year's?
1: Um, no Just starting to think about it You know, yeah. I'm, I'm an, I am I'm hate to say it But I'm trying to get to be an old fogey I don't <laughs> drink anymore And what is there to do on New Year's Eve If you're not drinking, really? So, movies well, and pizza party, I think
0: Yeah, that's that's good Yeah, uh, movies are always a part of my uh, New Year's Eve uh, celebrations, and that actually stems from my childhood because when I was a kid, uh, we used to go to the movies on uh, on New Year's Eve with the family, and like we saw movies like uh, Look Who's Talking and stuff like that, or is that no? It's John Travolta with the baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. That and it's. some of the, uh, uh, oh, what was the one with, uh, what's his name, um, Magnum P.I., uh, Tom Selleck
1: Three Men and a Baby
0: Yes, we saw that one That's we watch a lot
1: of baby-themed the movies
0: Yeah, th- <laughs> I remember going to see that at, on New Year's Eve That's the only one I remember going to see, but I, I remember the dinner Because there's a, a restaurant right near that theater we'd always go to afterwards I remember all those more than the movies, but I remember that movie the most because we laughed really hard. And I mean, I was just a, like maybe 12 or 13, but I laughed really hard at that film, and I loved it. But uh, yeah, so I, I sort of kept that tradition, although I don't think we're going to be doing that this year. We are going to the dinner, though. Um, we'll probably watch the movie when we get home. though. <laughs> yeah. But that's
1: nice. I like that... You know, the yeah, like you. It, yeah, it's
0: simple. I don't really like going out to like the uh, the big street parties and whatnot because uh, it's cold. <laughs> I don't and like. it's stressful. Even even
1: back in my partying days, I mean, yeah. that was something that I always built up in my head. Because a big New Year's Eve, just crowded and expensive and cold.
0: Yeah, and rubbing elbows with strangers, literally. Yeah, yeah I just don't like it. I I mean. Yeah, you could s- watch some bands play or whatever, but you're freezing your ass off. It's just not fun. <laughs>
1: and you can't get the <laughs> cab worth it down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how about uh, we give a recap on uh, on where people can reach us? So where can people reach you, Michael?
1: People can reach me at com, which... Uh We'll lead you to all of my links. I'm on I'm on Gunreads and Amazon and Facebook and Twitter and all of that. But go to uh, com and uh, explore some of the, the stuff that I have up there. I'd love to see you.
0: That'd be cool. And uh, how about you? Can, too? Yeah, you can find... Well, actually, I do have a website up, but uh, I need to uh, connect the uh, domain name that I purchased for it up to the website And that costs money I think we use the same service It's Wix um,
1: I'm Weebly, oh, on Weebly Oh you're
0: on Weebly I probably should have went with them <coughs> I went with Wix And you uh, I, I hate when people do this But uh, they make you pay like $10 For the uh, For the uh, For the domain name Which is fine and you go to connect yeah, it Yeah, that's
1: actually a pretty good deal You just have to make sure that you own it Because some of these, these people And Wix is good um, I've looked into them very seriously But yeah. some of the web hosts When you pay them They own Yeah the, uh, They own that domain name
0: Yeah, that's but, true uh,
1: So you have to make sure that you have it So if you leave You can still have your admin
0: But the trick with Wix Is that for them to connect it to your uh, website You have to It's no longer a free website anymore because you can build your website for free, and yeah. you get that shitty ass uh, web address. But uh, if, to uh, to purchase the uh, domain name and then hook it up to your uh, to your account, you need to pay like 50 bucks. Yeah. Uh, for the uh, you know the subscription to their uh, monthly plan or whatever it is. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had also. I, uh, I think I do 35 a year
1: for Weebly, which yeah. I think is. Really, really, very really reasonable for, like, a Oh,
0: like, it yeah. You know what, it, it's reasonable Like, the, this is the lowest uh, I don't need any more memory and all that for my personal website It's only going to be, like, a landing page for my books For anyone who's uh, interested yeah. But, uh, but It was just <laughs> And that's really, really cheap, too But It was just to run into that When, you know, I, I was, like, setting up the launch and everything had it done for the launch and it was like ah, uh, god damn it I, you know I couldn't spend the money It's like right before Christmas so yeah it's like whatever dude <laughs> anyways
1: unexpected expected man There's
0: yeah so uh-huh. yeah but you can reach me on Facebook uh, if you're gonna search me out on Facebook and friend me uh, don't look up my name look up Dark Fiction 74 you'll have a much better chance of finding me because <laughs> uh I, I've even searched myself on other people's accounts, and I just don't pop up. Oh. Um, my that's name is just too common, and uh, it's not actually listed. Because when I signed up for Facebook way back in the day, I—that's what I put as my uh, my address. If you look at my my Facebook address, it's uh, facebook.com/darkfiction74. Oh. So uh, you were you
1: were planning ahead.
0: I guess so. I don't know. So yeah I'm there, I'm on Twitter at, uh, at Jason underscore white, and I'm on Goodreads and all that. You can find me there. And, uh, if you want to get a hold of the show, uh, you can do, do so easily. You can, uh, email the show at, uh, which is, uh, darknessdwells74 at gmail.com. Uh, there is a, uh, a website, which is wheredarknessdwells.com. And we're also on Twitter, which is darkdweller74. Um so yeah, we hope to hear from you in the future.
1: And thank you everybody for uh for tuning in, for finding us and uh, giving us somebody to talk to about our past.
0: Yes. And don't be afraid to contact us, we like feedback. We like comments. Yes, comment. God damn it. <laughs> but only <laughs> nice things and I'm serious about that. No, yes, not. because <laughs> we we know people. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> we know people.
1: We're connected Yes
0: Alright well thanks uh, Thanks again Michael And we will see you next time It's
1: always my pleasure Um, Happy New Year to everybody Enjoy your holidays And as
0: always Stay dark my friends Stay dark indeed Alright so that is that (laughs) Ha (laughs)